Hey, John Lim here. We're moving forward with episode 276. Let's go ahead and jump right in. You know, it's funny. I wasn't, I had a topic in mind for today, but I'm going to table it because there's something else that has kind of been itching at me to uh, talk about on the podcast, but I, was, I wasn't sure if I really wanted to cover this on the podcast. But since this year, Part of what I'm doing with this season is is talking about things that I'm going through, my journey, challenges, struggles, as well as hacks, life hacks. I thought, you know what, this might be a good one to talk about. And we're a week away, a week and a day away from Valentine's Day, and that can always be a little bit tough. And actually, tomorrow is my birthday, so you know it's always February's always compounded with those two events. Uh, but I want to share a little bit about my personal life, my dating life. So I've been single since 2017. That's when my last relationship ended, and I've been dating on and off since then. And I talked a little bit about some of the the challenges with modern dating last year. On the podcast, but I'm gonna go into it a little bit more. So this year, we're in 2020, and one of my goals this year, as I don't usually do New Year's resolutions, but I made this one is that I want to be in a a relationship, and I'm at a point in my life where I really want to uh, be intentional about that and eventually settle down and start a family, and that's something that's always been uh, a priority for me. And looking back, it's funny, I, I always imagined by this point I would be there, but I'm not. And, and you know, that's fine. I've had other things, wonderful things in my life, other priorities. But this year I wanted to put more focus into that. And so uh, like many single people, uh, I do online dating, which uh, in the early 2000s was all uh, on websites like Match.com, eHarmony, and I've tried uh, some of those before. But nowadays most... Uh, online dating, uh, and it's a little bit of a misnomer, it's actually mobile dating is almost exclusively on mobile apps. So if you're single, you may be familiar with some of these like Tinder or Hinge, Bumble, uh, What there's another one called Happen, Coffee Meets Bagel, and I've tried all, many of these, and, and currently I'm on several right now. And uh, I want to share a story with you. So on January 1, uh, I uh, connected with uh, someone on Tinder, and uh, we seemed to hit it off. We, we had a really nice back and forth, a nice rapport. And my philosophy is if you establish a rapport, then uh, go to the date. And so we uh, transitioned off of Tinder, Tinder onto text, and then I asked her out, and uh, we had a date set up. Turned out a couple of events occurred that prevented us from getting together. She got really sick. And this is the time of year where there are a lot of bugs and flus going around. And um, uh, she really got hit hard. And I have uh, friends who, who've been out for two, three weeks uh, in early January. Maybe even now, I think flu season's been particularly bad this year. But she was out for a while. And so uh, she actually texted me the, uh, a day or two before and told me she was really under the weather. So I suggested, why don't we, you know, you need to get better. And I don't want to get sick, so why don't we uh, postpone? And uh, she was sick for a while. Uh, and it, it was one of those things where normally I like to go from communicating to a first date, usually within a week. I, I don't like to waste a lot of time. But uh, this one actually ended up being three weeks, and uh, in the interim, we were chatting, and it's always tough. I find it's always tough when you are chatting with someone, 
uh, because you want to I, I you want to maintain good flow and good conversation, good energy. But at the same time, you don't want to share so much that by the time you get to your first date, you have nothing left to talk about. So I even joked with her. I said, look, I'm trying to balance between keeping the uh, communication going and uh, I'm definitely, I could talk your ear off, but at the same time, I also want to uh, be mindful of the fact that we haven't met yet. And she, she actually thought that was really funny. And we, again, we had really good rapport and we both uh, equally were looking forward to this date, at least I, as far as I could tell. We finally went out uh, on our, our date and the day of, we were supposed to meet for dinner and I got, and she had been slammed at work with this work project and the morning of, and I kind of anticipated this might happen because she had been keeping me abreast of what she had going on. She was just spinning so many plates at once. And Saturday morning, she texted me. She said, listen, I'm going to flip the script. Uh, how about we meet for drinks uh, at one o'clock? Uh, you know, just because I am working on this project, I've got a deadline. And I, I was available and I could, I could make that adjustment. So I just wanted to go with it. And also we had postponed already and uh, it had been pretty much three and a half weeks since we first started communicating so I said okay uh, it turned out I had a really great time we met up for drinks and she only had about an hour and a half we we she suggested a midway location the place actually she suggested was actually closed it didn't open for another hour but we we uh, made do with another place a really cute place where we ordered appetizers and and uh, had a glass of wine and I really had a good time. I thought the rapport was good, despite the fact that it was a very last-minute change. And, uh, you know, I, the vibe I got was that she was enjoying herself. And I communicated, and I tend to be direct. I said, you know, I'd like to see you again. And she said, yeah, definitely. And I, I joked that, you know, um, I've had to cancel reservations twice now because it was at the same restaurant for our first date and where we were supposed to go to that evening. And I kind of joked, well, you know, uh, hopefully they'll take me a third time. I don't know. They might not believe me. But uh, again, we had a great time. And and then um, uh, I asked her, you know, and this is something that I, I do just kind of I'm a little old fashioned. I said, you know, let me know when you got home, get home and I'll make sure you, you get home safe. And she said, yeah, I, I want you to do the same. So so I did afterwards. And I said, look, I had a great time. Let's uh, plan date two soon. Uh, I reached out uh, Monday morning just to say, hey, good morning. I hope you have a great day. And, you know, uh, just it was kind of our normal routine. And then she messaged back saying, Listen, John, I just want you to know I had a great conversation, but unfortunately, I'm not feeling the chemistry, and I just didn't want to string you along. And uh, I give her props for doing that. I give her props for being upfront about that. At the same time, I was taken aback. As you can imagine, you know, uh, I've been in situations where, you know, it doesn't work out, where the chemistry is one-sided. I personally thought we had a really good time, and the chemistry was there. She, she didn't. So... What do you do in a situation like that? Well, obviously, it's a disappointment if you really had a good time meeting someone. And especially after building weeks of that communicative rapport, it's disappointing to get a message like that. So, uh, you know, there are a couple ways you can go with it. What I decided to do was to take one last chance. And for those of you who've ever been in the situation where you feel like, ah, you know what, maybe maybe uh, this is a slow burn, or maybe we weren't in the best circumstances. And frankly, we weren't. I mean, our, our date went through a lot of delays and a last-minute change. So I said, look, I'll tell you what. Let's go out on one more date, a proper date. 
and if you want, we can go Dutch. Uh, we'll pick a place, you know, same restaurant. And uh, if you still feel the same way, we can part as friends. And she said, you know what? Uh, let me think about it. And I said, okay. And basically in that type of situation, if you want to take a chance, I find, you know, put it out there. You know, don't... Uh, don't, you know, don't show too many emotions, but just say, look, I would love to see you again, maybe one more chance. And then what you do is you just, this is the hard part, you don't say anything after that. And that's what I did. I left her alone. Now, they're one of three possibilities or one of three responses you're going to get in a situation like that. Number one, and I've had all three happen. Number one, uh, and this is the one you, you're probably hoping for, is that the person will say yes and that you'll get a second chance. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to work out. It just means that the person maybe considered what you said or maybe thought, okay, maybe I should uh, give this another chance. And I've had situations. In fact, years ago, uh, I did that uh, with someone where I felt like we had a really good date. We'd actually gone out twice. And then um, she and I went out again, and we ended up dating for a few months. So sometimes that will work out. The second possibility is that the uh, person's going to decline. And if that happens, I think... You just need to take it gracefully. You need to take it uh, uh, with gratitude that the person th thought about it and for whatever reason declined. And the third possibility, this is the realistic, you know, this happens a lot in dating is that you're not going to hear back. You know, uh, that's kind of unfortunately the trend these days is that people will ghost. And um, at that point, the person really doesn't owe you another response. I, I will be fair-minded in that because they've already communicated that, uh, that they weren't feeling the chemistry and they declined to go on a second date. And you're actually putting yourself out there and asking for an appeal, if you were, if I use a lawyer analogy. I'll tell you what happened in this situation. Uh, I left her, uh, you know, I didn't say anything else. And that's the best thing to do is just let it go after you've you've said your piece. And then she reached back, I think about three or four days later and said, look, I thought it over and I'm going to decline. I just I don't think a second date will create any chemistry. And so I just basically said, you know what, I really appreciate it. And I accept and I respect your your response. And, and uh, I just basically said, look, I, I really had a great time. I enjoyed chatting these few weeks and uh, really enjoyed our date and I wish you the best. And that's it. And that's basically what happened. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I was disappointed. I'll be honest with you. I was disappointed. You kind of feel a little bit of a kick to the gut, no matter how many times. And I've, you know, I've dated quite a bit and I've been in relationships and stuff. But sometimes, you know, when you're in a situation where you really feel like there was potential, uh, even if it was just one date or or what have you. And maybe it might have been different if we had met immediately. Uh, but uh, the circumstances were what they were. And, and I choose to look at this as I really had a good time. I'm glad I got to know her a little bit. And for whatever reason, it wasn't meant to be. And you just got to you gotta keep moving on. And uh, it's not easy. And dating is really, really tough. So I will give you just a couple of hacks uh, that I find to be, particularly if you're a guy, because there I've read articles and I've heard people talk about, well, the best thing to do is just like swipe right and click on as many profiles as you can and then just... Uh, play it as a numbers game, and then once you get a bunch of matches, then you just kind of filter it out. I don't find that to be a really great way to approach it. I've, I, I've tried it just as an experiment. I really don't like doing it that way, and I will tell you why. Because it, it, it creates a, a lot of 
wasted time on both ends. And really the whole purpose, at least for me, is if I want to be in a relationship, I want to take this seriously. I don't want to just treat this like I am sending out a resume to a hundred or a thousand different places because that's what it'll start to feel like. It'll start to feel like I'm just searching for a job where really what you're looking for is a connection. And you got to realize that that doesn't come easy. Even with the accessibility of technology, it's not easy to find someone that you connect with and where it goes both ways. So what I do is what I call smart swiping. So on first level, and the first level is obviously physical attraction and you base that off of photos. It's very superficial, it's very level one, but you you see the person's photos and if there's some kind of attraction there, then what I will do is I will go uh, straight to the profile basics and something like, let's say Bumble, for instance, it'll, it'll say the basic demographics, it'll say height, it'll say whether or not the person has kids, what their religion is, distance and all that stuff. And use that as your barometer because that's kind of level two, the basics. If there are any deal breakers for you, whatever yours might be, Swipe left. Don't swipe right. Even if you happen to find that person physically attractive, you know, if you have a deal breaker that pops up, just swipe left because you're you're going to be doing yourself and that other person a favor because really, if there are any immediate deal breakers, then you, you really shouldn't be swiping right. And then what I'll do is I'll scan, I'll try to read the profile, but there are times, and you know, I get it, this is kind of the dilemma with uh, mobile dating is that it's it's hard to read through all these profiles. So I'll at least scan through them. And I usually look for some telltale signs. Is there any indication of what the person's looking for? If there's nothing there, I tend to swipe left. Even, even if everything, you know, even if I feel some sort of attraction based on the photos and I see the basic stats, if the person hasn't even taken two minutes to write anything, that kind of tells me something and that the person's maybe not taking this very seriously or it could be a fake profile or a catfish. So I, I tend to swipe left. I'll scan through the profile if I see anything that really I'm looking for a positive attitude. And if I see a profile where it's just all negative and it's like, I'm not looking for this, I'm not looking for this. And, you know, I I, I get it. Dating is tough and we all go through those periods where it just feels like it can be a drag but try to be positive. And same thing, when you're writing your own profile, you wanna be positive. I mean, you can talk about what you're looking for, but rather than stating it as what I'm not looking for. So negativity, I, I tend to swipe left because again, that first impression. And then, uh, you know, if I feel like the basics are there and it doesn't take that much more effort. I mean, really, you're talking about maybe 30 seconds. If you feel like, okay, there might be some potential here, there's some attraction, there are no major deal breakers that I can spot, then swipe right. You will get fewer matches this way. And that's what you will find. And that's the part that takes a little bit of patience on your end is that if you do this a little bit more methodically with a little bit more of an, a critical eye, you're actually going to get fewer matches because there are going to be fewer people you're going to swipe right on or, or click or reply to. And that's the whole point is that whatever your goal is, I mean, my goal is not to go out on 50 dates a week. And, you know, I've been there, done that. That, that was in my younger years. That was something you know, to do, but I am not looking to go out on random dates, especially when I know that it's probably not going to work out. What I'm looking for is I, I tend to find that uh, if I get fewer matches, these are the matches where I at least felt like there was potential there. And then from there, you can you can uh, see if it develops. It's harder to do, but I tend to find it's a better use of my time. And it, it 
kind of reduces dating burnout. Uh, whereas if you're going out on dates all the time, and there's a time and a place for that, and maybe that's what you, you're looking for. I just want to meet a lot of people, and that's fine. But when you're at the stage where you're maybe looking for something a little more serious, uh, I think it's better if you're a little more deliberate, uh, if you take a little more time to see whether or not there's a potential match. Otherwise, you know what? It's just putting yourself out there. It's not easy. And of course, you know, I, I find it helpful to talk with friends, you know, especially, you know, if you have single friends or friends who are paired up or, or what have you, they'll give you good perspective on this. Anyway, so that's my dating story for you. Uh, I hope uh, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're single, whether you're you're looking or maybe taking a break, I, I really, really wish you the best for this year. And uh, I know Valentine's Day is next week. It's not always easy, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm hopeful and optimistic, and I hope you are too. The write-up for today's episode is at bemovingforward.com. I'll be back next week. Have a great week, and remember, always be moving forward.